1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10x podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week I have a fantastic guest, and we're going to be talking all about Twitter. So specifically, I want to dig into how you can use Twitter effectively to repurpose your content. So by way of introduction, my guest is Madeline Squar. Madeline is a serial entrepreneur, community builder and leading Twitter marketing expert. She's ranked the number one social media power influencer in Houston with 22 years of digital marketing experience and 13 specifically social media marketing on her belt. So that's no surprise. Um, Each week, Madeline hosts a Twitter Smarter Twitter chat that brings together hundreds of people in an active one-hour discussion revolving all around Twitter marketing. And this is fascinating. So since launching three years ago, it's reached over 6 billion impressions, not million, billion <laughs> impressions. It's amazing. Um, she also hosts the social ROI chat that's presented by Manage Flitter and has two podcasts as well, Twitter Smarter Podcast and co-hosts the weekly Communities That Convert with Kami Hoisey. So, Madeleine, what have I missed? Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me.
1: That was quite an introduction.
0: It's, it was great. Thank you for sharing all that. I do a lot. I you know? <laughs> <You're> busy.
1: <laughs> so, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, so, something that I wanted to ask you straight off, really, is um, you're such an expert in Twitter. What made you become so interested in Twitter and really start to hone in on Twitter specifically?
0: I fell in love with Twitter many, many years ago, uh, back when it was new, because it was short format. I love the 140 characters because it forces you to be concise and to the point. And I found that to be cool and exciting because I could have Lots of conversations with people, and not be bogged down by reading super long posts. So I just felt like it was an easier way to connect with people. So that's what made me fall in love. 140 characters. It, it was really that simple.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It's nice and kind of just easily consumable content, isn't it? So, um, it kind of tests you to be more concise with how you communicate as well, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, so what really Um, caught my eye in terms of repurposing content that I wanted to talk to you about so I often talk about Twitter and you know different ways that you can either repurpose content that you create onto Twitter or you know the other way around things that you're doing on Twitter and how you can repurpose that elsewhere it really caught my eye what you do with your Twitter chats because you um, have like I mentioned really really popular Twitter chat and then you go on and repurpose that really 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 well. Um, could you tell me a bit more about, about that, about what you do?
0: Sure. So I host two Twitter chats every week. I've got Twitter Smarter every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern, and then I have social ROI every Tuesday at five o'clock Eastern. And what I do, because I'm a big fan of repurposing content, I love taking content and doing more with it. So I host these chats on Twitter, but that's not it. After we're done, with each chat, I move it over to Facebook and do a Facebook Live because I see the power of live streaming. So I know it's important to embrace it. So what I do, Amy, is I like to interview the guests. So we go from a one-hour Twitter chat then we go to Facebook and I do a live stream where I, I, I tell them it's like going beyond, it used to be 140 characters. Now I say the 280 because mm-hmm. Twitter, of course, doubled the number of character spaces. So it's going beyond the 280 characters where we can have a fuller conversation and really hear their thoughts behind the questions. So we do this for about 20 to 30 minutes and it's just a nice way to do this in a live streaming format. People can come on and ask questions in real time. They love it. And this is also good for people who can't come on during the one hour chat on Twitter and maybe they can come on a little later when we're doing the live stream. So I'm trying to catch the most people live so that they can be part of the conversation. And then once this is over, I do a variety of things uh, to repurpose. I will first take the Twitter chat and repurpose that content into a Twitter Moments. Are you familiar with Twitter Moments? No, please, that's fine. <laughs> so Twitter Moments is a super cool feature that's very underutilized. I think it's because people don't know it's there. So it's a way to curate. A group of tweets and put them together as one thing so when I'm doing the Twitter chat if you've ever been on any of my chats they're very popular they move very fast it's hard to see every tweet uh, it just really zooms by so what I do is I, I create a Twitter moment where I go through the chat I'll go pull out every question that we ask the guest I'll put in all of the responses from the guests I'll put in um, three responses from different participants. So basically, I'm giving you a really nice, well-rounded recap. So if you missed the chat, or maybe you were there, but you were just so wrapped up in it that you didn't catch all the questions, you could come over to my Twitter moments. And I do this for both chats, social ROI and Twitter smarter. I do it later in the day, so you can catch it the same day of the chat, and it's it's something you can see at any time. If you go to my Twitter, uh, if you're on a browser, you'll see moments right uh, at the top of the screen, like uh, where it says, you know, the number of tweets, number of followers, and all of that. There actually is a spot there where it says moments, and uh, on a mobile device is, is a little bit trickier. You have to click on the little gear icon so when you're on someone's profile next to the following button there's a couple of other buttons and one's a gear icon and when you do that in there you'll see moments and you can tap on that and, and if they are using Twitter moments you'll see them. So I definitely recommend everyone to go over to my Twitter on either desktop or, or mobile and follow the instructions I just gave and go see my Twitter moments. you can Go back and see all the ones I've done this year for both chats, so you can go in and see this little mini recap. So that's one thing, Amy. There's more, <laughs> it's like, but but wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> the so
1: that's just before that, you, um, just to uh-huh. jump onto the others. So I guess it's a bit like Instagram highlights, isn't it? Where you can, you know, put together certain things that you want yes. to pick be collated and curated together so basically um if i understand it right then i could go and look at uh, like any of the twitter chats that you've ever done that you have put into moments you just go ahead and then you can look at the moments and you can look at all of the highlights of that twitter chat from whenever it took place basically so it's all curated together
0: absolutely wow, yes, exactly. that's exactly yeah. it wow. it's it's mm. really cool I'm just such a big fan of repurposing. And so I'm always trying to find ways to do this. And so with Twitter moments, there's so many ways to use Twitter moments. This is just one of many. Another example, you and I both go to social media marketing world. What I will do is I will create one that's kind of like the best of. Like, what were the tweets that I saw that kind of was like here's what's happening at the conference? And it can be other people's tweets. They don't have to be just your tweets. So I can go and share other people's tweets and and basically curate this really great Group of tweets together of the experience of being there. another way I use it is uh, when people say nice things and they 're basically like testimonials i 'll create one with that and say here 's what pe-, you know people say the nicest things about me and then you click on it and you can just see all these nice testimonial tweets. So there's a variety of ways to use this. If you're looking to repurpose content, uh, this example I'm giving with my chat, hopefully that gives you an idea of something you can do to kind of create a best of. Yeah. Of whatever just, you're doing.
1: Yeah, I was kinda of thinking that say for example, if you're you have a weekly podcast like we both do, you often tweet every week about that show and it, you know, what is in it, who the guest was, that kind of thing. So I suppose you could create moments for either each episode or each blog post that you put out, or um you could have a moments where you every week add a little bit about each podcast episode so that a person can yes. go to the moments and just see all the different... So I do that on Instagram. Every week I do an Insta stories about my um, podcast episode and then I add that to the highlights folder called Podcast Episodes and then people can just click on that and see, you know, me doing like 15 seconds on each episode i've ever done so there's now kind of 50 of those in there um but it's the same kind of thing isn't it you could make it part of your repurposing activity even if you haven't done a twitter chat to just store in moments some of the best tweets about that podcast that week and start adding up that Kind of like absolutely mm. you just
0: gave me a great idea I mean, I'm <laughs> gonna totally do that because yeah you can do it both ways you mentioned so you can have one Twitter moment that's for just the one chat and just go take your tweets and tweets from other people talking about it and and every week have one you know just for that chat and then on the flip side of that what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create a Twitter moment and every, and you can keep adding to it so we can just keep you know it just it, there's so much flexibility with it you can you can create one and just not publish it so basically keep it in a draft mode and it just becomes for your eyes only mm-hmm. but what you could do here for the podcast and this is what i'm going to do is every week i'm going to add to it mm-hmm. so basically is one place to go and it would be just the equivalent of highlights on instagram where because uh, i have one for the communities that convert podcasts and when Kami and i are talking about the new episode We'll put it in there. Uh, we each set one up on our Instagrams for that specifically to do that and highlight. So this would be, you know, pretty much the equivalent, but using Twitter Moments. Yeah, I'm going to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so, so Twitter Moments is something I do. The other yeah. thing we do is. We also create a recap, but a much fuller recap, and we put that on my blog, so over on my website at MadelineSklar.com. So, uh, for example, with last week's chat, what we did is we, just like the moments, we take all of the questions, we take all of the answers from the guests, but with moments, we're doing three answers just from random participants. For this other one, we do 10. So that way we get a much bigger conversation. If you missed the chat, you can go over to MadelineSklar.com and you can go see on my site all the different, uh, this is just for Twitter Smarter Chat, and you can go see these recaps and there's there's quite a bit to see so you'll feel like you are part of the conversation. Now for social ROI chat, um, I host it but I run it for a company called Managed Flitter which is a third party Twitter tool. And we have the recap over on their site. So when you go to their site and you go into their blog, every week they put together basically the same thing I'm doing with Twitter Smarter. They have all the questions, all the answers, and then some random answers from participants. And I think this is a great strategy for anyone that hosts a Twitter chat because, you know, you do the chat, all those tweets are out there, and then that's it. they will just go off into the ether. So why not grab them and put it into a format that can be seen again and again and reused and repurposed in other ways. When you take the,
1: the highlights and the, you know, the the random question, the, the random answers and you put them into your post, do you, I've, I've seen this before. So you basically take screenshots from the Twitter chat, don't you? If, can you picturing that on your site, it's, it's screenshots from the Twitter of the answers that people are providing. Is that right?
0: Um, so were you talking about for the Twitter moments?
1: No, when you, um, when you then take, so you do a write-up, well, Well, you take it over to your blog post and you have the questions and then the answers that you choose to display. But on your site, you're showing screenshots of that Twitter chat, is that right?
0: it's actually no What that would be a lot of work. No, what we're doing is with tweets, you can embed them onto a website. Right. So we're we're doing can. the embed. But here's the thing. Now we're using WordPress. And if you're using WordPress, you can just put the link to the tweet instead because the way you do the embed, you gotta go to the it's a little bit of a process and it's it's slow. You go you can go to any tweet. You can just pull up a tweet, and you can get the embed code. Now, this is on a browser. You pull up a tweet, and then there will be a little pull-down menu um, at the top, and one of the options will say embed tweet. And when you go there, the code will pop up. You take that code, and you go put it onto your website or your blog post or wherever it is you're putting it. But the shortcut is every – tweet has a timestamp. And this is for Facebook does this, like a lot of these social sites, you'll have a timestamp. So if you go to any tweet, click on the timestamp. So like I'm looking at my tweets and I see I have one from 38 minutes ago. So if I click on that, the URL at the top of the page is the URL for that individual tweet. So with WordPress, you can just put that URL in and it will automatically pull it in as an embedded tweet onto your blog Mm post. So that makes it really quick and easy. You just go through the tweets, pick the ones you want, click on the timestamp, get that full URL and it's going to be, you know, twitter.com slash and a whole bunch of stuff. And And you just copy that.
1: I see. Right. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense than I I wondered if, uh, like I said, I kind of thought that you were taking screenshots, but actually you're embedding the tweets. And so you're going through choosing which which answers to display and then embedding each answer basically to to bring together the post. Do you ever write a separate post entirely where it's more kind of a, a write up of, the general kind of theme and gist of what came out of the the Twitter chat and the Facebook Live.
0: Like an editorial?
1: Yeah, like I suppose like an editorial, like a kind of a review of, you know, what your thoughts were on what came out of it.
0: Right. One thing that I experimented with several months back, you know, we had the IGTV, which was very exciting when that came out. And I was trying to figure out, like, what could I do with this? And so what I started doing was basically like what you're talking about. I was kind of doing my editorial, my two cents Mm -hmm. on the Twitter chat after it was over. So I did it as an IGTV video, posted it on there. And my thought was, to not repurpose it, just have it be just on IGTV and get people to go there to watch it. But people just didn't want to do that. So uh, I stopped doing it and I was thinking, okay, let me try to find another way because really what I'm doing is another avenue for repurposing the content. But in this instance, I'm sharing my two cents as the host what are my thoughts? Because I'm so busy running the chat. I'll put my answers in for the Twitter Smarter chat, but I'm not I don't really have time to really chat with everyone and just share more of my thoughts. So so that's been my experiment, and I just wasn't getting enough views. Yeah. So my new experiment that I'm gonna try now is is doing it through Facebook Live. I mean, I'm sorry, through Twitter Live. And so, and, and I am doing a Facebook Live. I do, as I mentioned before, I do interview the guests. We do Facebook Live. And I do want to mention, we do also repurpose that video uh, for manage, manage Flitter for social ROI. They take that video and they go put it into their YouTube. And they have every single one in there that's ever been done, which has been for over a year now that we've been doing these live streams, they're all there on YouTube. And with my Twitter Smarter Chat, I put some of the videos on YouTube, but I haven't quite gotten them all up there. So I'm always trying to find other ways. But now my new thought is Twitter Live. And let me explain this. So Twitter just came out with a new feature last week where if you are live streaming on Twitter Live, and or Periscope because Periscope, uh, you know, Twitter owns Periscope. So you can do what's called a Twitter Live and not you don't have to have a Periscope account, but if you do have a Periscope, it will automatically push it over there as well. But here's the thing. This new feature, when you go onto Twitter on your mobile, the mobile app, in the home screen where you, you know, when you first go on, it takes you to the home screen. So you see all the different tweets of people you follow at the top is now going to show you who's live streaming that you follow. And I, I tried this the other day, and at the top it showed my friend Chocolate Johnny, who's a very popular uh, live stream. He does a lot of live streaming, right? Very popular Periscope and, and Twitter Live. So he was doing a live broadcast that I wouldn't have known about had I not been on Twitter, and it's showing it at the top. So I started thinking – Maybe this would be a good experiment because everything I do is one big experiment, really. <laughs> I just like to try things to see what works. And uh, the IGTV failed for me. I think IGTV is great, but it, ju- it just wasn't – I was putting a lot of time and effort in, and it just wasn't paying off. Yeah. So what I'm going to experiment now is I'm going to do an editorial, uh, you know, share my two cents after the Twitter Smarter Chat on Thursdays and do it as a Twitter Live. It will automatically go to Periscope because I do have a Periscope account. And it's so simple to do. All you do is go as if you're going to compose a tweet, and it has to be on the mobile app. And you'll see a button that says live. So click on live, and you can now do a live stream on your Twitter. And what I'm hoping to do is get more viewers because they see it when they're on the home screen and then I, what I'm going to do this time around is I'm not going to keep it exclusive like I did with IGTV. What I'm going to do is once it's done recording, I'm going to repurpose it over to IGTV because it's going to be a vertical video. Mm. So how does that, that sound? So yeah. here's here's what's interesting. <laughs> so I'm all about work smarter, not harder. That's been my motto for like 20 years. As, as an entrepreneur. I'm always trying to experiment and find ways, how can we do something that's awesome but not have to be so time consuming? So if I go do an IGTV, it's gonna be there, I can then download the video, but I can't upload that into a Twitter Live, right? Twitter yeah. Live mm. has to originate as the Twitter Live. So the thing is, we can upload to IGTV So do you see where I'm going with this? I'm going to do the Twitter Live, and then when I'm done with Twitter Live, I'm going to take that video and I'm going to go upload it to IGTV because it will be a vertical video. So that's how I'm going to experiment with repurposing it. So, you know, it starts off with – we'll use the Twitter Smarter Chat as the example here. I have the Twitter Smarter Chat on Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern. When it's over, then we go move over to to Facebook, and we do it on my Facebook page, my Madeline Sklar Facebook page. I have the guests, and I interview them. Okay, so those are the two main things, the Twitter chat and then immediately the live stream. I'm going to then go do the Twitter moments and go promote that, so I've repurposed the content, then a few days later... Uh, one of my team members is going to do the the bigger recap over on my blog. And then I am going to go into Twitter and do a Twitter live and give my five-minute or less commentary on the chat. I'm going to try to keep it really, really brief because when I experimented with IGTV – You can have, for those of us who are not famous, we can only do (laughs) 10 minutes, right? Yeah. And I can't, I I guess I talked too much and they were all like 10 minutes. And nobody watches 10 minutes, at least not on mine. They would watch a quarter of it or half of it, but then once it got to three quarters, it really dropped off. So I had to make them shorter. So I worked on making them shorter and that improved it dramatically. So when I experiment and do this Twitter live, I'm going to keep it as short as possible, but still give a good quality commentary. And then I'm going to take that video and I'm gonna go upload it to my IGTV. It sounds a little exhausting, doesn't it, Amy? Like yeah, but I'm you do so many things. But you know what else I would
1: do then? I would extract the audio from that video and I would um have a podcast because you could extract the audio and you know, just set yourself up on um Libsyn, one of the podcasting hosts, and then every t- every week you could then upload that as a audio file. Um, and then you could on your blog where you have the kind of highlights that you put in there where you put all the tweets and things like that. You could say you could put the little player and you could say, you know, here's all the highlights from this week's Twitter chat and um, have a look through and click play to hear my thoughts on, you know, on them as well, because then you would have captured that there it's just an idea but you could you could also do that because you wouldn't be doing any much extra work because all you're doing is turning an mp4 into an mp3 and uploading it so i mean i know it's easier said than done because i say it's not much work but then i suppose there are are a few (laughs) steps of course it's easier said than done but that could be an idea or you could extract the audio from your facebook live that you do and turn that into um a podcast episode as well that could be one more thing and I was also thinking how you could get a transcript of your um you know the twitter the IGTV and twitter live twitter that you do if it's only kind of five to ten minutes you could get a transcript of it like with someone like rev.com for one dollar love Rev. yeah like you know five six seven dollars um and then you could always have a post where I was thinking about the SEO on the posts that you do and because it's largely the embedded tweets, I am certainly not an SEO expert, but I've been trying to kind of learn a lot more about that. And I had Andy Crestedino on a couple of weeks and he was teaching me all about it. And I was just thinking how the bots crawl sites and how, you know, how well... The posts with the embedded tweets would do on an SEO. I don't do, do. you know if they are classed as an image or if they would actually pick up on the words of those embedded tweets?
0: That is such a good question. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm hoping it's picking it up as the words and in you know the text and not as an image. I don't think it's going to be classified as an image because it, if there's an image in the tweet, it will show that, of course. But it's is pulling in the content of the tweet. And so I would yeah. think it would pull it up as the text. These are great ideas. And, but <laughs> honestly, Amy, I'll tell you what, as a podcaster for the last five years, I, I I'm kind of, I turned into an audio snob. And so I'm real picky with audio. And when I, li- I have gone back and listened to my Facebook live audio, you know, the just listening to it, yeah. so I can get a feel for it as an audio. And the quality is just not, as great as I would want it to be. Yeah. And, and, and that's just me because I, you know, like I have a really nice setup for my podcasting. I have the Heil PR 40, which is an amazing microphone. And I just like to have good quality audio. And I I don't know when I listen to those playbacks, I did, you know, I think what I need to do, because that's just me, I think what I need to do is go pull some of those audios, have some other people listen to it and give me their two cents. Like, you know, how does this sound to you? Would you listen to this? If I had this as a, as part of my podcast, because uh, what I have thought about with my, my Twitter Smarter Podcast, it would make sense to pull the audio and, and put that into my podcast because it's, you know, the Twitter Smarter Podcast and here's the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. So why not take the audio of that and put it into the podcast? So I I just need to play with that some more and see and, and maybe have it part editorial from me, part sharing what the guest says and, and yeah. maybe make, make it NPR style or something.
1: I think um, that the audio that you get from a Facebook Live, if you directly download the video from within Facebook, is not very good. But if you use softwares, software like Wirecast and OBS Studio and things like that, you can. Um, improve you know the sound quality if you actually go live through the software and um, okay so you, you can certainly improve the video quality for sure because you know the video quality from a face a downloaded Facebook live within Facebook is quite grainy and not very good but if you do use a third-party software you can start to combat some of those issues with sound and video so that might be something to look into as well
0: <laughs> definitely thanks for the tip
1: Oh no problem um so while well, you do you do so much repurposing a question that I wanted to ask you is you do you twitter chat first and then you jump over and do the facebook live um so why did you choose twitter chat first Facebook live second as opposed to the other way around?
0: well, because honestly, I've been doing the Twitter chat you know for such a long time, and that was something that. I really wanted to do, and then, oh, here's Facebook Live. How can I implement this into something I'm already doing? I've been hosting Twitter chats every week for the last eight years wow and, really? uh, <laughs> yes i've been doing twitter chats for a long time now the chats i'm doing now twitter smarter and social roi uh twitter smarter has been around for three years social roi for a year and a half so i haven't been doing them as long but i'm just a big fan of twitter chats so when i started the twitter smarter chat it got really popular very quickly and then Facebook live started up. I'm like, Oh, I love this. How, you know, how can I use this? How can I incorporate this into something I'm already doing? That way it becomes basically repurposed content uh, automatically. And so I thought, let me experiment and try doing the live twitter chat and when it's over having the guests come over to facebook with me and let me interview them face to face doing the facebook live and it was an immediate success people loved it they loved that they could Watch, like, you know, when you're on Twitter, it feels like we're texting. Like I have a community of us, hundreds of people during that one hour chat, but we don't see each other. We're just all on our phones or computers. So it feels like one big text fest, right? We're just, it feels like we're texting. So they love that when that is over, now they can see me and they can see the guest. And they feel even more connected to us because they're watching us talk about the chat and they can talk to us in real time and have that conversation with us. So that was why I did it in that manner. I was already really big, like all in with Twitter chats. Actually, I'm pretty well known for being the person that does Twitter chats because I've been doing them for so long. So Facebook Live just felt like a good compliment. But I feel like these days a lot of us can start a Facebook Live show and then do something else for repurposing. So I could totally see it being the other way around like you had mentioned. Yeah, but I completely, completely understand why you would start with it as a Twitter chat because that's, you
1: know, definitely your thing, isn't it? And actually, I absolutely love how we're talking about how much content you can create from a Twitter chat because... Um, I often talk about Twitter being the thing that you repurpose on too. So we'll talk about, oh, you've done a podcast or a Facebook Live or, you know, um, video. Let's look at how we can repurpose it onto Twitter. And we'll talk about, you know, creating tweets and short little videos and quote graphics and things like that. But it's quite rare that... I actually talk about the origin being Twitter and all the things that you can do from that. So it's really interesting talking to you just how much you do from a Twitter chat. And I hope that anyone listening to the podcast is thinking about whether they could do a Twitter chat and all the things that they could do, because it really does present more opportunities than I ever realized, to be honest.
0: Well, I tell you what, here's something that all the listeners out there could easily go do now. Um, you're hearing us talk about, you know, different ways of utilizing Twitter. For those of you that go on Twitter chats, and I'm sure many of you do, that you hop on the different Twitter chats, here's something you could do, and this would be a great way to get your name out there and get seen and heard. The next time you're on a Twitter chat, take some of the best tweets, do a best dub, and go create a Twitter moment. You can do it yourself. And I'm sure the host would love you for doing this. Mm. And go create that and then go share it. And you can do it the same way I'm doing mine, where you just take all the questions, all the answers, put your answers in there, and that can kind of show your commentary on the chat. You can just put all the questions and all your answers. You don't have to put anyone. You can do it however you want. But what would be cool is to create a Twitter moment based around a Twitter chat you participated in and then go tweet it out to the host, Tweet it out to if there were any guests on there. Tweet it out to other participants. They're going to be wowed that you did this. And all you're doing is repurposing content from something you participated in. Because the beauty of this is it doesn't matter who did the tweets. You can create a Twitter moment with any tweet out there in Twitter. So well, that would be really cool. I would love to see uh, some of the listeners here venturing into doing that. That would be super cool. And yeah, if you do this, really tag cool. me tag me, or DM me and let me know because I would love to see this.
1: Yeah, it would be brilliant. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that myself as well. So you'll look out for that. Well.
0: Do you go but, on Twitter yeah, chats? Yeah,
1: I do actually. So we mentioned a mutual friend, Janet Murray, um, yes. and she, she actually – I'm trying to think. She does a podcast episode and um, she then does a Twitter chat every... I think it's every Monday evening. I may be wrong, but I think it's every Monday evening. And I think she usually bases the topic on the podcast episode, like the hot topic okay. of that week and who she's been discussing. So it's very similar to you, but it's starting in a different way, kind of podcast discussion. And if right. she has a guest, then she often guests the guest to come in, you know, get That's hard to do. Yeah. I
0: thought about doing it that mm. way when I because I, I started my pot For Twitter Smarter, the pod, I is kind of funny. People always think, you know, which came first? And they always assume as <laughs> it's the chat because it's the hashtag. I actually branded the hashtag like five years ago and have used it like my Twitter Smarter Masterclass. I just called my Twitter class Twitter Smarter with the hashtag. The podcast came first, then two months later, the Twitter chat. And so I thought about doing what you were saying that Janet does where I thought, why don't I have whoever is like this week's guest on the podcast, I bring them on the chat the same week. It just... It's easier said than done because you're dealing with people's schedules, and yeah. it was it was. It, I, I kudos to anyone that can make that work because that's a, that's quite a challenge. And I think that's great it, with Janet doing that. Um, I've been on her podcast, and I have been on her Twitter chat. And gosh, now that I think about it, it probably was it probably did come out the week I was on the chat.
1: That's brilliant. Yeah, it, and like you said, it's it's quite hard. And I remember when I was on Janet's podcast, it was you know she was very much kind of if you know if you can make it, it, would be great if you could come and get involved because it's another time commitment. I really like what you do with your guests because you ask them to be involved in the Twitter chat, and then you straight away hop onto the Facebook live. It's easier. You know, it's, it's easier. easier to do that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, because because they're committed to be on the chat. And it's like, hey, by the way, I also do this live stream afterwards. Can you just hop on for for a few minutes and come join me? And majority of the time they say yes, because they already have that time commitment. It's just, you know, tacking on a few extra minutes. Plus, who doesn't want to be on a live stream video? So, um, you know, they want to be a part of that because, you know, it's more exposure for them. Yeah,
1: it's more exposure and it's, and for your audience, it's, it's, as you said, it's creating, it's not just content, it's an entire experience, isn't it? If people take part in this with the chat and then they go over to the Facebook Live, it's creating a, a whole experience for people and, and the, the Facebook Live is a little bit more kind of, um, all access or behind the scenes not sure it's 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 a great thing to do basically isn't it and if people stay around for the whole thing then it's great for the guests as well it's great for you it's great for the audience absolutely
0: (laughs) and you know another reason amy is that you know again going back to twitter with tweets tweets have a very short shelf life once that chat's over it's over so these recaps help it live on well the Facebook live is great too because Facebook holds on to all the videos so when I'm doing this each week if you go to my go look for Madeline Scholar, there's only one Madeline Scholar, so I'm very easy to find go to my page and when you're just going through the feed you'll see every week but also on the left side there's a whole navigation of things there click on video and you can do this for any page you go on if they're utilizing video you'll see that on the left sidebar navigation so you click on videos for mine you're going to see all the previous weeks you could scroll through and go oh look there's Ian Anderson Gray or look there's Janet Marie and you can click on theirs and watch the video so I love that it lives on on the platform there on Facebook
1: yeah and of course if you want to go ahead and um, boost the video post the live as well yes. you know, you, that's Facebook absolutely loves that as an um, advertising option, don't they? They're very favourable video ads and very favourable of boosting lives kind of within 24 hours of going live. I know you get, a, you know, a good kind of reach for that because they like people to do that. So that's something else that you can do as well, isn't it, to, to expand the reach on videos.
0: Absolutely. What you can do is, uh, you know, it'll give you the analytics, gives you the insights. You can see, you know, how well the video is done organically. And if it's doing really well, yeah, you can push it out a little more by boosting it. With social ROI, since that's done through Managed Flitter, what they'll do is the ones that are really popular, they'll usually back it with a few dollars, do the boost post to get more eyeballs on it. So, yeah, that is actually such a great idea, great strategy. But I love that these videos stay there. So you go over to my pro, go over to my uh, Facebook page, click on videos, and they're all there. And another thing with Facebook is you can create playlists just like we do on YouTube. So I actually have a playlist of my Twitter Smarter recaps.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's really good, and I bet you it get plenty of views on that as well, don't you? So. Um, it's a really good thing to do. Do you ever put your videos over onto YouTube? You said that Manage Flitter um, did, but do you put yours for social ROI? I,
0: I was doing it for a while with my Twitter Smarter. Twitter it, it's smart, just yes. like anything else is time-consuming. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just trying to decide, like, should I have my VA spend time on that? And it? You know, I I experimented with it again, you know, I'm always experimenting what works. I put some of the videos on there. People just weren't viewing them. So it's like, okay, is this the best use of my VA's time is every week going and spending time uploading the video. I mean, I'm a big fan of YouTube and um, at some point I'll be sure to get all the videos up there because I I do feel it is important. And look, if nobody watches them over there, at least it's there. Uh, But the majority of people are watching them on Facebook because that's where it originated at.
1: Yeah, what we do with the Facebook lives that we work on with our clients is we we do put them over onto YouTube, but we uh, edit them first. So we remove any any aspects that are only going to be relevant and enjoyable to the live audience and not necessarily that interesting to a, a non-live audience and um, any you know any, time, any bits waiting around or anything like that, we take all of that out and um, we even sometimes take a one hour Facebook live down to like a 10 minute video and we just really edit it into the highlights because we find that shorter videos do better and people don't always want to watch a full Live video on YouTube, and they appreciate it if they um, some of the live aspects are taken out and things like that. So that's what we tend to do with um, with the Facebook lives that we work on. That's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and that tends to work. Um, it's amazing what you how ruthless you can be if you have to get one hour down to ten
0: minutes. <laughs> right,
1: really go. Yeah, but it only means that it's just pure value, um, which always works really well. Um, so yeah, but you're right. You, you know, it's then you have to try and build that audience on YouTube, and it, and there's only so many audiences you can try and focus on. So sometimes you have to allow that you can't always be dominating everywhere, don't you? That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've, you know, I think I'll have to draw the conversation to a close because there's so much that we could talk about, but I'm conscious of time I've got. Uh, you know, I actually had a whole list of other questions that I was going to ask you about, um, you know, like retweets and hashtags. And I think I'm just going to have to invite you back on again sometime because we had such a good time talking about how you can repurpose Twitter chats. I wanted to actually stay on that topic. So absolutely um, we'll have, to, have to do Twitter round too. Um but, yeah, I guess the, the final very important question that I want to ask you is just where can people go to um, to find out more about you and connect with you?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, my website, com, always the best way to to learn more about me. I'm really big with Twitter. I just love Twitter. It's my favorite place to hang out. So do feel free to go over to at MadelineSclar on Twitter, and that's M-A-D-A-L-Y-N. S K L A R and let me know you listen to this episode or You know, the big thing right now, Amy, of course, is taking that screenshot of the podcast and posting it on Instagram stories. I do this all the time. Uh, I actually did one of your podcasts today, letting people know that I was getting (laughs) interviewed. And and the key is you have to tag the people you're talking about. So Amy, you'll get that notification because I made sure to tag you. So for those of you listening, take that screenshot. And when you post it on Instagram stories, tag both Amy and I so we'll know and we'll will see it and then I typically turn around and reshare it online so that gives you a lot of hey there's repurposing right there brilliant How's that? <laughs> fantastic and what I will do is I will put the
1: um the links to everything in all of the show notes as well so links to your site and all of your social media and everything like that so um that will all be there in the show notes on the content to next website as well Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show I really really do appreciate it it's been such a, a great valuable conversation so thank you Madeline
0: thank you for inviting me Amy I really enjoyed being on your podcast and thank you everybody for listening